0: well hello everybody it's wonderful to have you with us i pray wherever you are that you know that god is with you exactly in the place where you are well we're in the middle of this series called knowing jesus well how do we grow in knowing jesus more we're going to talk about that today well we're going to start by looking at a scripture first of all we're going to read from luke's gospel chapter 4 verse 16 this is a fabulous passage of scripture and it says this when he came to nazareth Where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me. To bring good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and covering of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year. Of the Lord's favour, And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? There's so much in this passage of scripture. There's so much here. In the early part of Luke's gospel, uh, in, in the early chapters, uh, as we know, the scriptures were written by uh, the gospel stories of the life, death and the resurrection of Jesus were written by, by Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And each of these four people tell their versions of the story based on what they know. And in the early part of Luke's gospel, we find that Jesus Jesus is presented in such a way that he's doing two things number one he's establishing his authority and number two he's gathering his apostles his disciples now we what do I mean by he's establishing his authority have you ever heard someone speak and you stop and say to yourself well what gives them the right to speak who do they think they are because how does authority come to us? How does authority come to us? Authority comes in, in, in it's, either by, it's either earned, it's either earned by the things we've done or it is bestowed on us, it is given. And so here's Jesus, the preceding, we, we've read already where the Holy Spirit comes upon him, authority is bestowed, the voice of God comes and said, this is my beloved son. And so, and so here is Jesus It it is bestowed on him, but also by his actions. How does he establish his authority? He does it through his teaching. He does it through his miracles that he does. Well, here he is. It's right at the very early part of Jesus's ministry. And he comes to Nazareth. Now, he knows this place. He's lived here as a child. He, He has come home as one of the town's returning sons. And he goes to the synagogue. Why would he go to the synagogue? Well, the synagogue was the religious, social and educational hub of the Jewish community. The temple in Jerusalem, which we often hear about, was where the priests offered sacrifices. But the synagogues were local and there were many. And according to the rabbinic rules, synagogues were effectively assembly halls or auditoriums. Now, one of the mistakes that we make as as uh, modern day Christians, it, whether we are from a Catholic church or another Christian church, we often think about those synagogues like we think of our churches. But there was a little different. They were assembly halls. They were auditoriums, which functioned primarily as worship centers where, well, yeah, so they, they gathered to pray, but, and, and where they read the Torah, the scriptures, and where the, the, the scriptures were expounded. But they were also places that were community centers, guest houses, perhaps even schools for children. And these synagogues were central to a town and central to Jewish life. And so Jesus goes to do to the synagogue and he gets for some reading the reason, the opportunity to give the to read the reading at church and in the synagogue and to then talk about it. Now, often the rulers of the local synagogues, they were not people who actually read the the scriptures or expounded on them. Now, it was the custom for a man to stand when he was reading the scriptures. And then when it came to sit, to, to talking about it, explaining it, he would sit. It's one of the reasons why we see so much religious art where we see Jesus or we see God the Father sitting. In other words, they're teaching and they're teaching with authority. And so when we read the scripture, it says, it, it says there, and he rolled up the scroll in verse 20 and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down. Because now he's about to teach. What's he about to teach? What he's done is he, when, when he's, re- he's read that part where it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Uh, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He's quoting from the book of Isaiah, a very famous passage about the fact that a Messiah will come. And he, and he sits with them and, and he basically, and when he goes on in verse 21, he then says, uh, then he began to say to them, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. What Jesus is saying, what the prophet talked about now has occurred. Now has occurred right here in this place right now. Now, uh, the way synagogues were set up is that there were benches around on the inside and the men sat there according to their hierarchy or their standing in the local community. And the women were in an outer room but able to see in. And that was the way it was done. Imagine how Joseph and Mary were that day. You can imagine Joseph going, you know, this is my boy and he's come back home. My boy, he's come to make good. Now, this won't make sense until we talk tomorrow. And you can imagine Mary being very proud of him. My son, my son's son, my grandson has started playing football and he's only about this tall. He's just, he's very short. And there's a picture of him that my my son sent around to the whole family saying, look at my son. He's all dressed up to play football and the clothes on him and his, you know, the the clothes he's wearing, the sports clothes he's wearing are way too big for him. But yet his dad is so proud of him. And whilst it doesn't say that in the scriptures, the, the whole sentiment here is that the whole town was proud of him. Mum and dad would have been proud of him. You all know that feeling, don't you, mums and dads? All of us who were grandparents, we know that feeling of being proud of our little boy, our little girl. We know that. And I wonder if that's how Joseph and Mary were feeling, because certainly the town was saying, uh, was saying this. Um, uh, because all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious word that came from his mouth. Now, I'm going to pause here. I'm going to pick it up again tomorrow, because this is a big passage of Scripture. But I want to say this about, as, as we close, I want to say this is how do we get to know Jesus? Many of us have, and particularly many of us who are older, what we've done is we've said to the priest or the pastor where we are, we've said to them, you tell us who Jesus is and that's what I'll believe. And in a sense, what we haven't done is establish relationship ourselves with Jesus. That as we pray, as we listen to what the priests and the pastors say, as we listen to the scriptures, we're meant to come into an encounter with Jesus and develop this building up of His personality, because Jesus is both fully human and Jesus is God. Uh, that, that Jesus is both, and, and and we can see we can see in Jesus. And, and we can relate and understand and our prayer life and our relationship with God becomes more as we reflect on who Jesus is. As we listen to the priests, the pastors, the readings at church, as we pray. I often think about Jesus, the humanity of Jesus, because I, I think of, you know, when Jesus was in the garden and he was scared and frightened, he says, Father, take this away from me. And then when he's Messiah and he, and he talks so prophetically and so profoundly about his role. We're meant to come to an understanding of that Jesus. And so when we look at the scriptures, the scriptures are meant to come alive to us so that we have a deeper understanding. I appreciate that I'm going to leave it now and it feels like it's just hanging, but we'll come back tomorrow. But in the meantime, begin to think to yourself, who is Jesus for me? And we'll pick this up tomorrow and I pray it will bless you very much. Loving Father, I thank you today that you are with us. Jesus, reveal yourself to us so that we would all individually have a deeper knowledge of you. Help us to know you more and more personally, uniquely, because that is what you desire. And Father, we make this prayer in Jesus' name through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And we'll do part two. God bless you. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.